From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. How goes it? Welcome into the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson, a.k.a. Producer Dan. Hope everyone is having a great weekend so far. We had a lot of great guests on this week's show, so it was hard to narrow it down to three, but we did. And you'll hear from Pelicans guard Eric Gordon, Saints tight end Jimmy Graham, and NFL on Fox announcer Tom Brenneman, who will be calling Sunday's Saints-Texans game on national television. Don't forget, you can now listen to us on the new Saints app, which is free to download. Plus, you can get highlights, stats, interviews, and much more. Also, you can listen to the show through iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. And if you subscribe to the show, it will download right on your phone or iPad every day. One more announcement to make. Next week, the show will be available at noon instead of 1 p.m. We're going to try it out for next week and see if you guys like it. And if so, we'll keep it at noon. And if not, we'll go back to airing the show starting at 1 p.m. Well, enough from me. Let's get to the interviews. Coming up next, we turn back the clock to Monday and hear from Pelicans guard Eric Gordon. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves. That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best. Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home. Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in, 
He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Best of Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Right now, it's pretty quiet on the Pelicans' side until training camp starts on October 1st, but that didn't stop us from talking to a Pelicans player. On Monday, Eric Gordon was nice enough to call in and chat with Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. We are excited to talk a little NBA and Pelicans basketball. We're even more excited to get number 10 on the program for the first time. Eric Gordon joining us on the telephone. He has yet to get to New Orleans, but as he told us earlier, everybody's making their way down to the Crescent City and getting ready for the season. Happy uh, Happy August to you, E. I hope that you've uh, been able to get a little bit of rest this month. Yeah, for sure. I've been getting a lot of rest this summer, and uh, you know, I just can't wait to get back started, get the season back started. Have you been Have you been rehabbing? I think when we all broke broke at the end of the season, there there was talk that you were going to get some things done, and and that there would be some rehab involved. What what all happened there for you since the end of the season? Well, yeah, I did have a an uh, ankle surgery uh, probably two weeks after the season ended, and uh, and I just and I just been rehabbing it. Uh, Ever since then, almost every day, and uh, it's been a it's been a long it's been a long and tough task at hand, and and uh, I've been taking it slowly so I could really, uh, you know, by the time training camp starts, I want to really have to have to worry about too too much of anything, and I'm just starting to get my explosiveness back. I talked to a mutual friend of ours, Mark Spears, a couple of weeks ago, and Mark told me that he, after having had a chance to talk with you told me that Eric is as happy as I can remember him being and that perhaps, even though there's been rehab, uh, a normal offseason is going to serve him well. Was he was he right on the money in what he was telling me? Well, I definitely, I mean, I'm definitely happy with this team. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculation towards a lot of people towards me, you know, as far as, you know, maybe dealing with injuries, maybe if I'm happy here or not, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to play basketball and and, and to get better. You know, I'm young and and still, and I'm and I'm all about winning, and that's that's what I try to accomplish here. You know, we haven't had the best two seasons ever since I was here, and uh, we just now we have a pretty good group to where we can show uh, a lot more promise, and uh, and it'll show. You know, uh, show my game and other and everybody else's game as we collectively get better together. How much did the additions of Drew Holiday and Tyreek Evans serve to kind of spur you on to to kind of jack you up? Well, it definitely, well, it definitely means that a lot that we have them because now you got guys who can score, who can play make, and I think in in our how we play in our, in our offense, that's what we need. You know, uh, guys who could do. You know, they're not. You know, we don't have a lot of one dimensional guys. We got guys who could just go go out there and get it themselves and. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just going to make the game a, a lot more easier. Now, certainly we're not privy to, to what Coach Williams has in mind for you guys, Coach Monty Williams, but do you anticipate this being more of maybe an up-and-down team, a team that's going to run a little more? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you now you have guys who are uh, better athletes, better scorers. And, and for us to, I think, to even be a better team, I think that that's what we have to do is play a little bit more up-tempo, faster pace. You know, Eric, you mentioned your injuries. What was your frustration level like? Because, I mean, you mentioned how people have, have, you know, critiqued you from the outside. Talk about your personal frustration with those issues because the two seasons you've been in New Orleans, you haven't been, you know, healthy for either one of those seasons. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I came in 
to New Orleans when I got traded there, and I had a and I had a knee injury, and it needed to be. And the only way I could help myself and help the team is if I had surgery and come back and be able to play. And uh, and then you know, when you're you know dealing with the knee injury and you're trying to come back as early as possible, then now now you're dealing with you know your other leg and and dealing with you know ankle surgery the following year. So. You know, this is that's why this now this is the best time to really regroup this past this comes this past summer and to really you know focus on myself and really working on my game because I've been dealing with rehab the past two years. That's that was been you know the number one priority and focus. Is it is it smart to say that um, you want to show us something? Being the fans this season, do you, do you almost come in with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, or what's the what's the best way to characterize your your um, your approach to what we're going to see in the fall? Basically just to see how I am when I'm healthy from the start of the season. Uh, the past two seasons, that, that hasn't happened. Uh, I haven't played in a training camp the past two years. So now I'll, I'll get that chance and, and you know, to play a full guaranteed season. You know, that, that's that's been the, the main thing. I don't have to really worry. I don't have to worry about injuries. It's all about now is building strength in my legs and, uh, and to – you know, be ready, be ready for starting training camp. You know, John mentioned Drew Holiday, Eric. I, I, I'm hearing, and and I think this is correct. You guys have some past together, don't you? You did you play AAU together? You know, is there some history between you two? Yeah. Well, first we played. Um, uh, we did play in high school against each other, but we really got to know each other. You know, these past you know four to five years. Uh, in USA basketball, we've we've really you know gone against each other a few times, and uh, you know once you get once you once you you know play get a chance to play in that USA basketball, you you get more acclimated to everybody. You know, Eric, we know the guys add uh, to their games each off season. Is there something new that we can expect from Eric Gordon this season? You know, with me being healthy, uh, you're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of things. I, you know, during these past two seasons you always I've always showed uh signs of what I could do of you know maybe have a very explosive game there's been games where I have first put up a lot of points in the first half or maybe in the second half or hit game winning shots now it's just time to officially you know put that all back put it all uh together you know each game of the season there was so much that happened with the offseason Eric I I'm I'm trying to think back to an offseason where we saw as much player movement or Specifically, I guess what I'm getting at is it sure seems like the West was already pretty difficult, but it seems to be even more difficult now. And I'm wondering, even with the changes, you know, made here on Airline Drive with the Pelicans, where where the New Orleans team with with you back healthy and Tyreek and Morrow and Holiday and of course Anthony Davis, where it all fits into this new bigger, bolder Western Conference. Yeah, well, you know, we're that's a mystery. You know, we we have a lot of we. we I still think we we still have a good ways to go. I think we could be a potential playoff team this year, and uh, that's what we definitely strive for. But you know, we're still a young team. The number one thing for us now is chemistry, and uh, and the good thing is now we we do have the talent to be a playoff team. And now it's just trying to get the chemistry together. All right, before we let you go, because I know you weren't able to be in town for the big uniform unveiling, but um, what'd you think? What'd you think when you saw your teammates in the new duds? Well, you know, it's always a good thing for the for organization, and 
you know, the jerseys, as far as, you know, the uniforms, they're very, you know, very solid. And, and uh, you know, all I could do is, all we could do is get ready to put it on and really represent the, represent the organization this season. And uh, you're Indianapolis Colts. Are they going to be any good this fall? Oh, I think so. I think so. We're always the underdog. And uh, I think they'll definitely shock some people this season. I don't know if you should answer that. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, Saints country down here. <laughs> hey, I watch out for the Saints too. Now, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be good for sure. What? And actually, I'm. I'm. This sparked this last question for me. You know, we're about to step into this very unique world where an NBA team and an NFL team are going to be together on the same campus, same same lunchroom. Uh, the two facilities are a parking lot apart. Um, there's going to be a lot of seeing the other guys, if you know what I mean. Have, have you thought about that or what that experience might be like to to be under the same roof as an NFL team? Yeah, it's gonna be, I think that's going to be a great experience. It's almost like college, you know, you have timetables and, and uh, you know, you know, just have an intervention with some of the other, you know, with another sport. So I, it's, I think it's going to be a great and great atmosphere for sure. Eric, I'm so glad you were able to join us this week. We are anxiously awaiting your return to New Orleans, and uh, I know at least for for John and myself, we can't wait for the season to start. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, I am also. Appreciate your time. Take care, and we'll see you very soon. All right. Eric Gordon, everybody, of the New Orleans Pelicans. As he said, he'll be in town here soon enough. All the guys are getting ready to wrap up their off-seasons, and we'll be in training camp in no time at all. We can't wait for Eric and the rest of the team to hit the court in October. When we come back, you'll hear Wednesday's interview with NFL on Fox announcer Tom Brenneman. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints.
I hope everyone is enjoying their weekend, and I'm sure everyone is anxious for college football to start and for the NFL regular season to get underway. The Saints and Texans square off on Sunday at Reliance Stadium in preseason game number three. You can catch the game on Fox starting at 3 p.m. Tom Brenneman will call the game for Fox, and he talked to Sean Kelly on Wednesday to preview Sunday's game. We're getting closer to the weekend, and, and that means, of course, a game time once again, and probably out of all the preseason games, number three is the most fun for fans to watch. We'll get as close as we can to a regular season game when the Saints take on the Houston Texans this weekend, and fans should know that they'll see the game on the NFL on Fox this weekend. And so we get the big boys involved, and that means Tom Brenneman has the call of the game on Sunday afternoon, and he is more than gracious enough to join us here today on the Black and Blue Report. Tom, good morning. I hope that you're already getting ready for football, not just this weekend, but for the fall in general. Looking forward to it, Sean. Thanks for uh, having me on, and, and very much looking forward to doing the game this week. And you're right about getting the third preseason game, because the last couple of years we've had either the first or the second, and I would suspect the third one might be a little better to handle. At least, Tom, we would think that we'll see the regulars, at least the ones and the twos, for at least a half on Sunday. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. But, you know, I, I mean, i got to tell you, you know, Sean, I, I, it seems like a, a, a league-wide trend where, you know, and you can understand why. Um, of some of these teams that even if they have, you know, very minor injuries to players, you know, that, that proverbial, hey, if this was a regular season game, they would play. But leading up to the start of the regular season, you know, take Marcus Colson, for example. Now, he, he's been dealing, you know, obviously with that foot injury going even back to last year. You know, how much are you really going to play him in this game? I don't know yet. I mean, Sean Payton hadn't come out and said exactly how much he's going to play. But, I mean, if I'm the Saints... You know, why am I going to take a chance on Marcus Colston, you know, further injuring that foot in a preseason game? And, you know, you look at some of the other, Robert Griffin III. Uh, there's some people out there that feel like, hey, this guy, you know, should get on the field for some game action instead of waiting until it's, you know, the season opener. So I think you're seeing more and more teams do that with guys if they have, you know, any kind of injury that they're just not going to play much. Now, there will be some guys who, who obviously are going to want to get out there. I mean, you can't just sit everybody and play a bunch of backups. Guys need to get some reps. But um, I think around the league, and including this game, we're going to see some guys who, who just aren't going to play as maybe as much as we hope. I think you make a great point, and you've been doing this a long time. So I'm curious as to what you think about this um this uh, conundrum, I guess. Are we seeing more injuries this preseason for whatever reason, or has the coverage, Tom, become so ubiquitous that we just hear about it more than we ever did before? I think the latter rather than the former. I'm, I'm not sure there's any documented information. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, I don't sit around every single day and look at every single energy injury that takes place uh, in the NFL, I you know I concern myself, and it's not to dismiss that. It's just just trying to concern myself with starting, you know, with the regular season, who's going to be playing, um, you know. But but it it is interesting to note, and Brian Billick, my partner, and I have talked about this, and this has been thrown out there. He's not the only one that's brought it up, but there are some people that will make the argument that the lack of contact and the infrequency in this new collective bargaining agreement. The infrequency of practice, the infrequency of hitting, which is almost you know an oxymoron, um, is leading to some some significant injuries. That when the time comes when guys uh, are you know uh, forced to, to make contact, uh, maybe they're being pushed a little bit more because they have to jam everything in to get ready for a preseason game. 
uh, rather than having the time they used to have on the practice field, um, that some of the players are just not physically ready to withstand what they have to withstand once you blow that whistle and play for real. I don't know if I buy that or not, but it is an interesting theory. It's very interesting, and, and I hear it a lot, too. And so, therefore, usually when you hear it that much, maybe there is some credence. I, I'm with you, though. I'm not so sure I'm ready to, to buy into that yeah, just I mean, yet. you know, I, I think a lot of times, Sean, you know how this goes. I, I think a lot of times you get people that, you know, the old echo effect where, you know, I say something and you think it's a pretty good idea, and the next thing you're saying it, the next thing 15 other people say it, and then everybody thinks, well, there, there actually might be some accuracy to this. I mean, until somebody were to show me that, you know, firm statistical data that there are more players uh, having injuries to X, Y, and Z, significant injuries now. Um, you know, and, and, and the problem is, is you don't have really a lot of that medical data that goes back because, I mean, just look at the, the topic of concussions. I mean, you know, who knows how many concussions guys were having when they were out there in two-a-days and hitting, you know, four hours a day. I, I don't know the answer to that. No, neither does anybody else. Tom, it's, um, it's, it's a curious situation with regard to this third preseason game for the Saints. I think, well, maybe not so quietly, I think they're fairly excited that they're getting their their full rehearsal game against a team like Houston that has been in the top tier of AFC teams that seems to be very well-rounded and could give them on Sunday a real look at what they're doing well and perhaps what they're not doing well. Oh, I think there's some validity uh, to that. I mean, you know, these are two teams that have a legitimate chance of the playoffs went all said and done at the end of this year. And it is, it is always a good barometer to get an idea of where you are. Um, you know, for coaches, you, you're practicing against one another. You know, you'll have a couple of games, obviously, to the start of the preseason where it doesn't matter who you're playing. You're just playing so many backup guys at that point. But to now come into the game, as we've talked about already, that is the most significant, consider the most significant preseason game for most teams around the NFL leading up to the season opener, to kind of get a barometer on where you are. And i got to be honest with you, I think Houston kind of feels that way. Houston has had some some significant player turnover uh, over the last couple of years, and, and they've got some issues of their own they need to get through to figure out where they are. So I think this is going to be a really interesting game uh, for both of these teams. Tom, take fans inside the broadcast booth. This will be their first network game they watch this season. Um, for you as a broadcaster, especially at the network level, preparing for two teams that right now, because it is preseason, are riding their rosters up near 80 players, at least in the Saints case, and I'm sure Houston's close to that number. But that just seems like a monumental task it is, as far as getting ready and then being able to convey a knowledge on such a breadth of players for a weekend game like this. Well, look, so I'm not going to know everything about every player going into that game. I mean, I could sit here for, for 18 hours every single day and try to learn about every guy. It's just not going to happen. But... You know, you always ask for cooperation from the teams, and Lord knows the Saints. I mean, they're 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 as good as anybody in this league as far as if you're a broadcaster or a writer or member of the media. They just do such a phenomenal job there. Um, and so, you know, you're going to lean on Sean Payton um, and lean on Rex Ryan uh, or Rob Ryan. I'm sorry to tell us about. You know, maybe some of these guys that we're not familiar with, some of the undrafted, for, you know, Rufus Johnson, for example, I think is an interesting guy. You know, comes out of a Division II school, his size, changes. But tell us a little bit more about him and his chances of making the roster. It doesn't have to be a ton. But, you know, Chris Collinsworth um, lives here in, in, in Cincinnati, and, 
and I see him, you know, from time to time. And he and I were talking about doing a, a, a preseason game a couple of years ago because I had never done one. And I thought he gave me the best advice that, that I have, I've heard from anybody as it pertains to this. You know, he said, look, there might be a lot of people out there that think preseason football to watch on television, you know, is a drag. And there are a lot of other things you'd like to be doing as far as, you know, just the person that has a choice of turning on the television or not. But one thing you always got to remember when you're doing these games, I mean, it's one thing to sit around and talk about Drew Brees and Marcus Colston and Arian Foster and you know, all these kind of guys who are going to be talked about the entire year, year after year, their careers, guys going to the Hall of Fame, all that kind of thing. But in these preseason games, there might be a defensive back for the Saints who intercepts a pass um, and runs it back for a touchdown. Let's use Jericho Nelson as an example. Now, whether or not that young man's going to make the roster there's been a lot written about that, a lot said about that, whatever the case may be. And good Lord willing, he'll go on and have a, an all-pro career, and that whole thing will happen. But there's also a chance that he doesn't make the team. And you don't know if he's ever going to make a team. And, you know, if he comes out and plays the best game he's ever played in his life, you owe it really to the kid, his family, um, and people who have been an important part of his life to try and at least know something about him. And so, you know, I, that's the way I kind of look at it, and I thought it was great advice. And so, you know, for those, for those young men who are out there trying to, to build a career for themselves and, in this case, make a football team, you know, I, I think it, it, it's bestowed upon us to try to do the best we can to talk about them and, and not act like they're just some guy that's just filling up space uh, in a preseason football game. Well said. Tom Brenneman with us from the NFL on Fox. Uh, Tom, before I let you go, I know it's August, but uh, why not ask you, are there a couple of teams that you envision being there late in January? Is there, is there a team or, or several that have what it takes even this early to, to say that they're at the top right now? You know, I, I think the chic pick, obviously, in the NFC seems to be the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, although their offseason has, you know, there's just there's just been a bad vibe to me coming coming out of that team for some reason. I know that sounds kind of hocus-pocus, but what the heck, we're on in New Orleans, so why not, right? <laughs> but, you know, there's just something that just doesn't feel right. Now, they might go undefeated, but, you know, they're short on receivers. They're moving guys from tight end to wide receivers. I know they've got the defense, but they've lost a couple of key components on their defensive side. Uh, Kaepernick, uh, our team's able to make adjustments to the kind of you know, style of offense he's running. We'll find out about that. Um, you know, Atlanta is a team that, that, to me, you know, obviously they can score a lot of points, uh, much like the Saints. I always wonder when really when it gets down to game winning or game losing time, will their defense make a play to win a game for them? That's why the Saints were able to win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and the Falcons have not won one. Because even though the Falcons statistically had a great year last year, they, they, you know, on defense, it just seemed like every time we had them, they couldn't make the play. You know, you look in the in the in the game against Seattle. Now they won that game in the playoffs, but that was because their offense pulled it out at the very end. You know, but anyway, so you know, Seattle appears to be a team that is very dangerous. So that's a very you know they're a fun team to watch. Very aggressive team. Uh, very in-your-face kind of team. Um, and, you know, then you look over on the other side, and the Packers, I think, I still think, when all said and done, despite some of their, you know, issues that are going on in the offensive line, look like the, the, the top teams to me in the NFC. But, you know, hey, look, who knows? Who knows? And I think the Giants will be better than they were last year. 
Um, Tom Coughlin, I think, is good at any, any coach is really there's ever been in the NFL. I just, I just think the world of Coughlin and the job he does, and I think he'll have that team ready to play. We shall see. Does Tom, does Tom Brenneman, by the way, do Twitter? No, I do not. Okay. Um, I was going to pass it along if need be, but certainly want to finish by saying I appreciate very much with your uh, schedule with the Cincinnati Reds and your NFL prep that uh, we get you for a few minutes today. Really, really appreciate it, Tom. Anytime, my friend. Always nice being with you. Thanks, guys, and don't forget to log on to NewOrleansSaints.com or download the Saints app for highlights, stats, and reactions to Sunday's game against the Houston Texans. Speaking of the Saints, Jimmy Graham's interview with Sean Kelly is up next on the Best of the Black and Blue Report. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you... Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. I told you we had some great guests this week, and this next one is no different. On Thursday, Sean Kelly sat down with Saints tight end, Jimmy Graham. Well, making his first appearance on the uh, now infamous Black and Blue Report is Saints tight end, Jimmy Graham. I, Jimmy, I had a way that I was going to start this interview with you, but then somebody told me this morning that you donated a bunch of, I guess, football cleats to Fifth Ward Junior High. I got to ask you how that came about. Well, you know, I did an event with them um, and some things were donated. So I initially said, hey, you know, I'll give cleats to uh, to all the kids out here, and and you know, I kind of gave him a, I kind of gave him a quote telling him how important team was, you know how, um, how you always got to put the team first, and you know hopefully with these new cleats they can walk hand in hand, uh, and win some games. I don't really know a whole lot about your your background or your upbringing, but it sure seems to me the kids that I've been around, a gesture like that just goes miles and miles for them. Well, you know, I mean, I see it as when I was a kid, there was a lot of people who. Um, 
you know, who reached out and helped me. And so in all ways, at, at any point, if I could reach out and just touch one kid or, um, you know, reach out and just help, um, you know, someone, um, you know, smile, you know, it's going to, I'm going to do it. So, and, you know, being in a situation I was in when I was younger, um, you know, I, I, was, I was that kid. Whether it be with kids or, or seemingly everybody else in this town, there, there's no doubt whether you want to argue with me or not on this, you, you've become a bit of a celebrity around here. Is that something that you're comfortable with or surprises you in any way? It's a little different. You know, sometimes going to um, the grocery store and, you know, wearing a hoodie and people, people still stopping you. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's hard to hide when you're six, seven. Um, but, you know, I mean, I've, I've gotten accustomed to it, and, and it's something you get used to. You know, we, this town and this city, um, you know, they, they bleed, uh, you know, Saints and Pelicans. You know, they're very, uh, very, very um, passionate about us and about this team. And, um, I mean, I can't ask for much more than that. You know, it's like living in a college town where everyone supports what you do. Traditionally, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, those are the, I guess, the, the glamorous positions it sure seems like you and a couple of these other guys have—you're trying to turn tight ends into these glam positions. Does that seem weird to you? <laughs> you know, I mean, it is a little different. It is—you um, know—things things seem to be changing as far as the tight end position, but um, I like it. You know, yeah. it's a—it's uh, something where you know, on you know, big moment downs, uh, you know, fourth and short, um, and in the red zone, we're we're turning into the main target and and you know we've been changing that so um, I invite that you know I like um, I like all big moments and big games I want the ball in my hands I want that opportunity with that being said it, it almost seems like your position now is more in space than ever before I hate bringing this up but you know the Keller situation and then when you combine that with these defenders who can't hit high anymore I'm looking at you during practice and all that knees are there and exposed is there a trade-off between freedom of movement and trying to protect those things what what kind of a balance can we someday strike here with guys like you who work in space and protecting those joints you know that's very that's a very touchy uh just a very hard subject to talk about you know especially a guy my size you know i'm i'm six seven and you know if i'm running as fast as i can one way and some guy blindly literally takes his helmet and sticks into my kneecap um you know, it doesn't matter what new rule changes or what knee pad you have on. You know, no knee is going to stop a 220-pound safety coming full speed. So, uh, you know, for me, it is what it is right now. And, and you know, we just have to be smart and protect ourselves. And uh, more than anything, um, you know, I'm, I trust a lot in Drew to protect me with the throw. You know, I know if he, if he throws it to my back shoulder or if he throws it behind me a little bit, there's a reason. And... Um, so, you know, I'm very blessed in that, in that aspect of the game. Give me a feel where things are in camp. I know there's always these stages. It's like, okay, everybody's excited to get out into camp. Then we put pads on. Then you get to preseason game number one. You see where I'm going. There's, there are these different portions of camp. Where are we right now? It seems like almost in the middle of nowhere, it seems, in the middle of a long week. It's definitely been a long week. However, um, you know, we play a very, very good team. Uh, in the Texans, you know, they're very talented, um, you know, with what they did last year and the years prior, you know, we know what kind of defense they have and, um, you know, that pass rush they have with J.J. Watt and all those guys, you know, it's it's going to be a challenge. So, you know, we're taking it like a like a real game and, you know, we feel blessed to have that caliber of a team the third game where, you know, Drew's going to get a lot of time and, 
and really the um, for us the uh, the real big test before we go and play Atlanta. So you know we we see this we see this as an opportunity. All right, last thing for me, I, about 150 yards over our shoulder here, that new uh, Pelicans basketball facility is going to be done. Oh, am I going to poke my head in there one day and and see you uh, fooling around a little bit? Well, 100%. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've already said that I was going to try to be in in the celebrity all-star game during all-star week um, because you know I want to hold that MVP trophy up somebody or multiple people are going to get dunked on um, but you know I'm excited to have them over here and and to have that basketball uh, facility so close uh, you know especially in the offseason for me staying in shape um, it's going to do wonders. You're pretty good at this interview thing I appreciate you coming by. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Coming up next I'll wrap up today's show and get you ready for another great week of the Black and Blue Report. Somewhere, in a town like the one you're in, there is a person, like you, headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our thanks again to Sean Kelly and John DeShazer for conducting those great interviews. And a big thanks to Eric Gordon, Tom Brenneman, and Jimmy Graham for joining the show. Coming up on Monday, former Saints lineman John Stinchcomb will join us, as he does after every Saints game, to recap preseason game number three against the Texans. And we'll get you ready for the last preseason game on Thursday against the Miami Dolphins. If you want to tweet us about who you want to come on the show or have any comments, you can tweet at Black Blue Report, at Sean Kelly Live, that's S-E-A-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y-L-I-V-E, at John DeShazer, or you can tweet me about how much you enjoyed today's show at D. Salerson. Of course, you can download every show on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report or log on to Pelicans and NewOrleansSaints.com. Well, that'll do it for this weekend's show. Don't forget, next week we'll start each show at noon so y'all can enjoy the Black and Blue Report 
on your lunch break. For Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, I'm Daniel Salarson. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.